if you keep the Sabbath, you start to see creation not as somewhere to get away from your ordinary life, but a place to frame an attentiveness to your life. This is a quote from Eugene Peterson. He's the author of the book, The Message. It's a paraphrasing of the Bible. And in this episode, you're going to be encouraged to go beyond your periodic breaks throughout the day, even your daily breaks or your annual vacations, and commit to having a weekly or at least a periodic Sabbath day. Not a Sabbath day in a religious obligation kind of way, but as something that's great for your mental well-being and your creativity. I'm Desmond, and this is your Mental Mastery Moment Podcast, Episode 42. The Mental Mastery Moment is presented every weekday to provide you with a short mindset reset so you can approach each day with the proper mental attitude to maximize your potential. Here's Desmond with your Mental Mastery Moment. Hopefully you're scheduling periodic breaks throughout your day. Maybe you're following what I shared in episode number two with the Pomodoro technique. It's where you work for 50 minutes and then you take a 10 minute break and then you work for 50 minutes. You take a 10 minute break. You do that four times and then you take a longer 30 minute break. Maybe that's what you're doing. If you want to find out more about that, you can listen to episode two. It's at pdesmondadams.com slash zero zero and you can hear more about the Pomodoro technique and some uh, tools that I use for implementing that throughout my day. But I want to talk to you today a little bit about taking a weekly break, a Sabbath, if you will, but not in a religious way. I want to talk about the importance mentally for us to take that Sabbath and what that Sabbath day should look like. Is it rigid? Is it something where you can't do anything on that day. I want to explore that a little bit in this episode. If you think about that Pomodoro technique where you work for 50 minutes, take a 10-minute break, do it again, do it four times, then you take a 30-minute break. Now imagine if you took that section, those four 50-minute groups, and you did that two or four times, and then you took a nice long break. That kind of sounds like our typical day, doesn't it? And then we we come home and we take time off and we sleep and we rest and we go back and we do it again. Now, what if you took each day and you did the same kind of thing where you take five or six of those days and then you took a long day off? Imagine what that's like. That's really what a Sabbath is all about. And we can extend beyond that where you do that week thing for 12 18, 24 weeks, and then you take a whole week off. You see how it just, the the bigger work groups lead into bigger downtime. And there's a lot of people who will work for five years, 10 years, and take a year sabbatical and shut down completely and go do something, maybe travel. It's, it's not too uncommon, but if you think about it, there really is this system, this cycle thing that we have in our lives. And today I'm going to talk about that weekly shutdown period, the Sabbath day. And I don't want you to think of the Sabbath as a religious thing. I know that it comes out of uh, Jewish traditions and Christian traditions, and it can definitely have some religious connotations to it. And it definitely can be, and should be, most likely a spiritual thing for you. But I don't want it to become a religious obligation or something you feel obligated to observe. I want you to look at this from the mental mastery perspective, where you're working to be in the best mindset, the best frame of mind to perform at your peak potential. So let's look at the religious obligation. If you look at what happened with Jesus, the Pharisees, 
they accused him of violating the Sabbath day because he healed somebody on the Sabbath day, and they said that was work. That's where it becomes this religious obligation that people have, and they think they have to do it to be right with God. And it's not about that. And I also say it doesn't have to be a specific day. You, you shouldn't feel like, oh, I've got to make sure that Saturday is my Sabbath day or Sunday or whatever, whatever your day is. So that becomes this religious obligation, and I don't want to see it be that for you. I want you to be able to relax into a quote-unquote Sabbath day. Maybe for you it's on a Tuesday, or maybe this week it's a Tuesday and next week it's a Thursday because of the way you were scheduled at work. So relax into this. And just allow this. Kind of feel yourself. I, I know that when we start talking about things like this, maybe we can feel a little tense, a little rigid, like, okay, i got to remember to do this, got to make sure. No, no, no. Just allow it to happen. If all these rules about having downtime have you stressed, I think we're missing a point. And I think that's what Jesus said. He's like, oh, you guys are missing the point here. Uh, if your scheduled downtime of Sabbath is coming up and you haven't finished a report that's due on Monday, Well, finish the report for crying out loud so you can actually relax, even if it's just for half a day. Have half a Sabbath day, if you will. This is the most important part about having that down day or that Sabbath day. Silence. That's what it's all about, and I think that's what we miss. We kind of have this aversion in our society to silence. Most of our breaks are filled with movies, television, video games, running from soccer game to baseball practice and making sure you get snacks on the way. And there's always some sort of distraction from the quiet times that allow us to go within. I've even caught myself at a stoplight. Get to the stoplight, just turn red. I'll reach over the center console and go, grab my phone, open up the iPhone and start checking my Twitter feed. And I think, man, I just can't have downtime. We have this aversion to it. I catch myself doing it. Sometimes my wife catches me doing it. And I know you do it too because I think I've been behind you at a stoplight before where it turned green and you didn't go right away. I know you've been behind somebody like that. It's more and more common. I was telling my wife the other day, I was like, you know how many times this happens where somebody has to honk, hey, it's green because somebody's nose is buried into their smartphone. And I know I've done it. I'm guilty. I am guilty of that, okay? But I'm trying to be conscious of it, and I hope you are too. So let's not have this aversion to silence. I'll give you another example. For the longest time, I couldn't go to bed without the TV being on, or I would listen to the radio or podcast. I loved doing that. Even if I was exhausted and I knew I was going to be asleep within about three to five minutes, I had to have something on to keep me distracted until I finally drifted off. It wasn't really until I started to incorporate regular meditation practice into my schedule that I finally learned how to control that wandering of my mind during those times of silence. And I do think that's why we put the TV on or why we have to have those distractions is because we get frustrated with our mind going in this direction and that direction in every which way. And when we put on the TV, we know that we're bringing our focus to that one thing, the TV and the dialogue that's there or the radio, whatever it is for you. That's why we do that, because we get frustrated in the uh, mindfulness meditation world. They talk about the monkey in your mind that's jumping from branch to branch to branch to branch, and it can become some sort of an anxiety thing for us. I finally learned through meditation to focus on something that was also silent, which is usually my breathing, and I would just start to breathe, and I finally started to do that when I would go to bed. I'd, I'd leave the TV up. Now, not every night. Sometimes, you know, there's something on and I want to watch it and that's the best time for me to do that. I'll do that. I just don't want it to be a crutch for me. I don't want it to be something I have to do in order to fall asleep. So don't have an aversion to silence. 
And sometimes on our Sabbath day, we can fill it with so many activities and so many distractions that we never have a period of silence. We never have that real introspective time. And that's what I want to encourage you to do. Just like you would in a time of meditation, I want you to have a Sabbath day of meditation. If you, It doesn't mean you have to sit there, and that's not what I'm saying. You sit there with your legs folded and your hands together and whatever, and you're, and you're meditating. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about not filling that day with so many activities that you're, you're so distracted you never have time to think. Maybe it's a day at the beach, and that beach is fantastic. I love the beach. And I live in South Florida, so it works out really, really well. But I love the fact that the waves have that beautiful rhythm that's inherently in sync with us because it's based on the Earth's movement. And so it becomes this fantastic rhythm that we all are in sync with. And it's incredibly meditative for me. Another thing you can do if you don't live near the beach that also finds that rhythm or that getting in sync with the universe around us is laying in your yard and staring up at the stars at night. When's the last time you did that? Take some time out and do that. Maybe you make a Sabbath evening and you watch what's happening in our universe and you just let go of your requirements that you feel you have to get things done. Don't make that itself a requirement either because we can be inclined to do that. Oh, that's right. I got to set the alarm so I make sure I go outside at 8 o'clock so I can lay down and not be stressed. (laughs) That's missing the point as well. Another thing you can do is spend a day on the lake fishing or on the shore, maybe a pier or something like that. And if you're worried about the fish, don't put a hook on the end if if you have an aversion to that. Then don't put a hook on the end. Just sit there and be meditative. And I know it seems kind of silly, but maybe that's it for you. You know, I used to live in an area where everybody went hunting in hunting season. I thought... And I don't really want to do that. It's not really my thing. I don't mind if you do it, uh, but it wasn't the thing for me. And somebody said, go photo hunting. Go out and do the same thing everyone else is doing, but instead of pulling the gun up, you bring a camera up and start taking pictures of the wildlife. I'm like, that's a great idea. I just love that. And you capture that photo. It's, a lot of people do that. Make sure that you, you know, you're careful if it's hunting season um, with, you know, with the hunters. Make sure they know you're there and make sure you know where they are so there's no accidents. But that's that's a fantastic thing to do. Like I said, a day on the lake fishing is so relaxing. Have you done that lately? That's, that's just a great way of taking your Sabbath day. Here's another one, and I love this one. Taking your dog for a walk through the park or through some wooded areas or just kind of out in a natural area and connect with your dog in this time. If you notice, I'm talking about connecting with the waves and connecting with the stars around us and connecting with the uh, animals that are all around us in wilderness and maybe even your own dog connecting with them and let your dog take the lead. Now, keep them on the leash, but, but don't keep pulling them back. Hey, come on, come on, stay over here. Come on, let's go. Let them go and be curious like your dog's curious. And instead of the dog always coming back to you, maybe you follow your dog over to see what's over in that bush over there that your dog's sniffing at. And just relax. You don't need to get down to the end of that path right away. Your dog may want to take 15 minutes and sniff around these bushes. That's your Sabbath time. Let that happen and just relax. I love my hammock time in my backyard. I really, really do. I just love to lay there, and I've got this hammock tied, a hammock I picked up in El Salvador, and it's just beautiful, all hand-tied. It's fantastic. And I always think about the people of El Salvador. I went there for a poverty relief mission with World Vision once, 
And every time I lay in that hammock, every time I see it, I think of my time in El Salvador. So it connects me with people who maybe aren't in the same place I am. People are maybe less, I will say, financially fortunate. I'll tell you a lot of ways they're more fortunate than us. But I lay in that hammock, and sometimes I think about them. Sometimes I just look up in the palm tree, and I see the squirrels running up and down the palm fronds. And sometimes they'll chase each other around. And it's just really, really a nice time of mental inactivity. That's what I want to encourage you to be doing, is just find some time of mental inactivity for more than 10 minutes, for more than a couple of hours. Make it a little bit longer than that. See if you could do an entire day of that. We have no obligations. There's nothing you feel you need to do. You're just going to rest. Maybe you're going to go outside and throw the ball with your dog, or maybe you're going to teach your kid how to ride a bike. Not out of an obligation, but just out of an enjoyment of that. Make that your Sabbath day. See if you can find those extended long things that make up for a week of really hard work. Get those that day of really restful time. And again, let your downtime be reflective as well. As you're pushing your kid on their bike and helping them, think about the experience that they're having, the memories that you're making. Be reflective in that. Let your spirit guide you through that. Leave your phone behind if you have to, or put it in airplane mode if you're out for a walk or something like that. That way you've got it. If you need to, you can turn it back on if there were an emergency or something. You have it with you, uh, but don't let that phone become an interruption to you. Airplane mode is fantastic on your phone if you want to check out. Again, just let it happen. Just allow it to happen. No rules but the one, and that's to unplug. If you wanted to take a moment and review what I talked about in this episode, you can get all the show notes. I've got a special page on the website where you can get all the notes that I used for this episode. You just go to pdesmondadams.com slash 042, and you can see all my notes and the entire outline, and I, I have it all written out for you. Of course, again, as always, no obligation there. And I'm going to encourage you again to be a part of a community. The Mental Mastery Moment, I don't want it to be just about what I have to say and what I have to share because that's a very narrow slice of life. I want us to build a community where we're all sharing our experiences in each one of these discussions. So head over to our Facebook page. I think it facilitates this discussion really nicely. Facebook.com slash P. Desmond Adams, and share what you're doing, what you've experienced with having those long days of downtime, those days where you disconnect, where you become introspective, where you just reflect. I'd love to know what you've experienced with that, hurdles you've had and overcome or haven't been able to overcome. Maybe you can share those. Other people will share their ideas. So let's make it a community. Let's all kind of head over to facebook.com slash P. Desmond Adams, and then you share what you've experienced. I share what I experienced in this podcast, and then we all just kind of build upon each other's experiences, and we all get better for it. And then lastly, I want to ask you if it works for you. The few days now, I've shared a resource that I've used for about 10 years. It's a web host called Bluehost, and I'm hoping that it's a win-win. I know sometimes we want to do something, and we don't really have a lot of direction in how to do it, and maybe for you it's starting a blog or a podcast, or you want to get your business website online, finally you just launched this business and you need a web presence, Bluehost is a great tool for that. And I hope you don't mind me sharing, but it's definitely a win-win because if you go to pdesmondadams.com slash Bluehost, you follow that link, it's an affiliate link. That means 
Bluehost thanks me, gives me an affiliate commission for referring people to their service. And I've used them for 10 years, so it's not about that commission for me. I've used them for 10 years and been thrilled with their service. If you appreciate this podcast and you want to support what I'm doing here, Take advantage of that. It's $4.95 a month, and you can have your own web host. And by that, I mean that's the place where you put your website. That's where you put the files that make up your website. And and here's what's cool. If you use that affiliate link, pdesmondams.com slash bluehost, I'll help you out with this. Now, they have great customer service, but if you wanted to ask some particulars about how I've set up everything with my website, I'm more than happy to do that for you, and that's what comes with using that link. So let me know if I can be of help. All right, please also let me know if you think that me mentioning Bluehost is a huge intrusion into the podcast because I don't want it to be that. I want it to really be something that I'm sharing and that we both benefit from. All right, that's about it. I thank you so much. And of course, as always, I encourage you, may your reach always extend beyond your grasp, except on that Sabbath day, then just kind of, you know, just don't reach out so much. (laughs) Enjoy. Enjoy.